Today, we're going to take a look at a report from Headset on pre-rolls, looking at repeat purchase rates of strains in one of the most popular states for pre-rolls being Washington State. I can't take all the credit, though. I hate pre-rolls. As a matter of fact, I think cylindrical joints are the way to go, but that's a different podcast. Literally, I have a whole bunch. So we're going to dive into this report from Headset all about pre-rolls coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. I'm really tired of pre-rolls, as a matter of fact. I think they clog. I think they're worthless and a waste of time. And I don't think I'm ever going to buy another pre-roll for the rest of my life. I'm going to stick to the hemp blunts and cylindrical joints. And um, if you want to give me a joint, I might smoke it, might not. But uh, I'm really done with the whole cone shape. Having said that, they're incredibly popular in the West Coast. Uh, a place like Arizona is vape. We've done a vape uh, report just a couple of weeks ago. Want to check that one out. So this is all about uh, fire convenience and a stick, a fire stick pre-roll. Looking at a lot of choices when it comes to purchasing cannabis products, particularly when it comes to strains. A few customers that are loyal and probably cheap want to purchase some pre-rolls. So we're going to look at uh, repeat, cu- repeat customer rates and the rate at which customers are returning to the same strain, same name, same brand over a 12-month period, which in and of itself is really hard because I like these blunt sticks from Panacea, three and a half grams. And uh, unfortunately, they're not readily available because of there's issues. They were out for an entire cycle, which is convenient. So that meant either they had to blast the spider mite issue they had, presumably, uh, or maybe it was mold or whatever, whatever the issue was, they had an issue. And so trying to find this repeat thing is really, really frustrating. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. I've kind of been complaining in other podcasts about, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, uh but I, I'm, I'm tired of not being able to have consistency in, in my cannabis products. Uh, and it's, it's an issue at this point. Um, so looking at the graph for pre-rolls, people who came back to purchase the same type of strain, uh, including you know, the sativa and indica and hybrid categories uh, for Washington State, one of the highest states for pre-rolls. And one of the highest repeat purchase rates among these strain types in the pre-roll category was Sativa, with customers repeatingly purchasing that at uh, over 26%. That's a lot higher, actually, than Indica by about the same amount. It's 27% higher than, than Indica strains. Another weird fact is white women 50 and older are the number one buyers of pre-rolls, so they don't want to look like a crackhead with a pipe or a bong. They don't want any uh, gadgets or gizmos or any kind of mechanics at all. They're not going to dab. They're not going to buy anything. They just want convenience. Grab and go, get rid of it. Don't have to deal with it. All they got to have is some matches or a lighter and they are good to go. Blue Dream isn't on this list of popular strains. That's maybe a good thing. The industry is kind of growing and moving on, uh, or it's maybe just becoming a fad. I think the the original Blue Dream, not original, but the Blue Dream of like circa 2015 was really, really good. The terpene profiles on that were really good. And now it's all over the place. So I'm um, not really sure where we're going with strains, uh, even with classifications on, on um, you know, sativa hybrid or, or indica. It doesn't really give you an idea of what the product is going to do. Ultimately, they got to have a better idea um, and people are working on it. There's all kinds of stuff and graphs and pictures and colors and things. But ultimately, uh, right now, people are using strain. 
So looking at repeated strains in Washington, um, it's color-coded. So green is sativa, yellow is a hybrid, and purple is indica. So looking at this particular graph, hybrids have the second highest repeat purchase among three strain types. However, two of the three most repeated purchase strains are both hybrids. That's chronic and SMC. Half of the top 10 strains were sativas, which makes sense since it's the highest repeat purchase rate. And conversely, there's only one indica strain, blueberry, that's in the top 10. I personally like the hybrid. I think some sativas like green crack make me way too edgy. I don't like the way it makes me feel. And then indicas, I just shut up. I can't talk. I'm out. It doesn't like maybe couch lock. I just don't really, not everything wants to function. <laughs> so a hybrid is, is a little bit more of the, the, um, the high that people prefer versus sativa is kind of this active high. When I was in college, I thought that sativa was just crappy weed. And then Indica's was what the thing that we wanted because Indica's what got you wasted. Now it's different. The people are going and they want to be able to, like I'm, I'm, I'm high on Steve right now, but that's because I've been doing it for a long time and because I don't smoke a lot. So to be able to converse and to in, interact and to be able to work all day is something I can do on a Sativa versus an Indica. Forget about it. Nighttime only. Top 10 pre-roll brands by purchase rates. So it's a lot of brands here. We have 20, like 2000 SKUs, like on average, if you go into a store, but uh, a lot of store or a lot of brands have multiple um, SKUs, or I guess a lot of companies have multiple brands, which have multiple SKUs within that. Fat Panda is one of those really big company. And they have a lot of individual uh, brands with, with, uh, within their own company name. So looking at um, repeat purchase rates, um, and how much more parity when it comes to brands, you look at stingers, the most repeatable purchase pre-roll brand at 52% and stone age pre-rolls are the 10th most repeated purchase at 44%. I don't think I've bought either of those stinger is this really inexpensive thing. They're branding. Um, it kind of looks like a lifesavers, you know, like the, the font, the colors and everything. I don't know. Um, I just haven't really, it just looks like shake to me. That's the perception I get when I look at it. Uh, even though all of these are, <laughs> all of them use the same stuff. All of them use garbage. Uh, so it really doesn't matter, but the perception is interesting, right? For me, perception is reality. So when there's an overwhelming amount of strains in the pre-roll category, you can see from the data that consumers tend to return to the types of strains and brands that they previously purchased. And knowing that information could be really valuable when trying to target consumers with promotions or certain types of strains or brands. I know that when I try to go in and find out what I want, um, not everything is available. So uh, it used to be about the highest THC at the lowest price point. Now people have tried things and they go back to what's familiar, what's there, uh, what, what they know that they can get that repeated experience from. A lot of people I'm, I'm seeing in the stores when I ask what's your favorite uh, brand or, or strain or whatever, a lot of the bud tenders now are telling me um, Hemp Kings is a brand here in Washington. And I ask why? Because this looks like a really cheap, generic uh, brand that um, <clears throat> shouldn't really command the type of awareness. And the only reason is because it's purple. 
that's it. So they, I mean, the trichomes look really, really good. And the, the bud is, is, uh, is really dark purple. They're putting something in it to make the nugs really tight. Um, I forget what it is, something like D or whatever. Um, but really tight nugs, really dark, dark purple and, and really, uh, crystally. And that's what, that's what these, uh, bud tenders are going off of strictly just what it looks like, which, um, you know, is a way that a lot of people purchase, right. Looking at a brand or, uh, or anything else, it's going to get people to, start to resonate with them. <clears throat> Resonation only really kind of um, becomes full-fledged when you're able to evoke emotions. And you, you can't really do that. You can't advertise. You can't talk about um, making claims. And so to really resonate with people is incredibly hard to do. But for any company that's been able to survive post-pandemic, probably going to be around for a while, but there's going to be a massive amount of consolidation wrapping all these companies up. I just bought um, eight ounces on 420. One of the ounces had a ton of seeds. I'll do a completely separate podcast on that. One of the ounces had spider mites. When I ripped open the, the nug, there was a spider mite nest. They were all dead. It was gross. And then one of them has mold, uh, or excuse me, one of them was smashed. Someone stepped on it and then the fertilizer was smashed in it. So there's perlite stuck in there. So somebody were to actually smoke that bad stuff. Anyways, a lot of garbage out there. Um, pre-roll is mostly all garbage. I'm never buying another pre-roll in my life. You can hold me to that. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the talking hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.